We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. This episode is brought to you by Art of Problem Solving, providing schools with the mathematics curriculum and courses to raise the level of instruction in grades 2 through 12. Stay tuned later in this episode to learn about Beast Academy, a full math curriculum for grades 2 through 5. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I am so excited to have Akil Jarawala on the program today here representing the Conrad Challenge, which if you remember from last year, I was a media partner for them. And this year, Transformative Principle is again a media partner. And so I am excited to have you here, Akil. Welcome and thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks, Jethro. I really appreciate you having me on the show. No problem. So Akil is on the board of directors for the Conrad Challenge. And what I am really excited about is that Akil actually won the Conrad Challenge way, 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 way long ago, all the way back in 2010. (laughs) So um, Akil, why don't you start by talking to us about that process of going through the Conrad Challenge yourself back in 2010 as a participant and student? Yeah, absolutely. I like to say that 2010 was the dark ages of Conrad because we've come (laughs) such a long way since then. Yeah, so I am both on the board of directors and I'm one of the alumni from the Conrad Challenge. And I'm really privileged to be involved now in in an organizing capacity. But uh, my story is not, I think, that different from a lot of the students who decided to compete and do well in the challenge. I was you know, a senior at the North Carolina School of Science and Math, which is actually a, a school that today continues to send students to the challenge. And I was not really sure what I wanted to do with my life. I knew I wanted to do really big and bold things. And sort of at the back of my mind, I thought I might pursue a career in medicine. But 
I was always really interested in solving big problems. And uh, there was this problem that was becoming very hot topic in 2009, 2010, which was climate change. So uh, a couple of my friends and I thought it'd be fun to give the Conrad Challenge a go and specifically to uh, work on this wave energy device was sort of used the up and down motion of ocean waves and moved a, a pod and tube system to generate electricity to send back to shore. We thought this was super cool. We didn't really understand all the technology when we were getting into it, but we were always interested in, in creating something and we weren't really sure where our journey would go. But uh, we submitted and we ended up being finalists at the time in 2010. The challenge took place at the NASA Ames Research Center out here in California. Mm-hmm. And um, we flew out. I had a really great time. <laughs> I remember we actually had a, an opportunity to meet some really cool people when when we were out here, and uh, had our lives uh, really changed fundamentally after the challenge. So it was my first chance uh, having the chance to be an entrepreneur. My first chance creating a new product, and a really awesome opportunity to um, to pitch that product. But yeah, just to round out the story, which is, this is the part that really shook me was I'd always thought that I was going to become a doctor. And after the Conrad Challenge, I was hooked on creating clean technology products. After that, I ended up getting a degree in environmental studies and business from UNC and made the first part of my career in clean tech, working in the electric vehicle industry. And that's the big reason that I decided to come back to the Conrad Challenge after um, graduating from college was I was really touched and my career was completely changed because I went through the Conrad challenge. So that's a little bit about my story. Yeah, that is that is so fascinating to me and and what I love about that story Kiel, is that you you didn't even know what you were doing when you first submitted the plan for the Conrad challenge and and a lot of times we get so bogged down by having to see everything before we go forward and the purpose of the Conrad challenge is not to have everything perfect when you're done, but to have a minimum viable product that you can showcase and present and say, this is what we're doing. And so how did you like come up with that idea with your team? And then how did you guys work through that process of figuring out what, what you need to do to actually, to make it work? Cause you had to learn a ton in a very short amount of time to get something that you could actually take that where you could say this could actually work. So at the Conrad Challenge, typically we have students start from two different places. So we've got one group of students who starts with a technology that they're really excited about. Say it's computer vision or machine learning, or they're getting really interested in a specific type of hardware. Those students typically start with a technology and they start to think about all the different things that they can do with that technology. And at some point, they'll arrive at a solution to a really tough problem that their experience with that technology can solve. We also have another camp of students, which is really where I was uh, in 2009 when we started the the Conrad Challenge, which is that we have a group of students that's really passionate about a specific problem. I was really passionate about the problem of climate change. And from that problem, they start to ideate all the different ways that they could solve that problem. And as they do research, as they learn different types of technology, as they figure out what other solutions are in the market, they start to hone in on a potential path to minimize that problem or to address that problem. And that's really where I was. We knew that we were really passionate about climate change. We thought that coming up with more sustainable sources of energy would be a nice approach to solve that problem. And we knew that the the oceans were this big untapped resource and there wasn't a lot being done, especially in 2009, 2010, to address that problem. 
So that's really where we started. And that's how we came up with the Wave Energy device. We knew there was a problem. We spent a lot, a, a few weeks brainstorming a bunch of different approaches to it and eventually arrived on the Wave Energy attenuator as our approach to solve that problem. Yeah. So I love how you break those those uh, students into two different groups. And I think that's really important because regardless of which camp you're in, you can still come up with a really great solution to a problem. And so, you know, if you have a passion for something, some specific piece of technology, you can use that technology to solve another problem. But then if you're just really passionate about something in particular, so for example, this podcast is a great example of that. We've had over half of a million downloads and almost 300 episodes, you're episode 297. And I just was not happy with the professional development that I was getting as a leader in a district, as a school building principal. And so I wanted more than what I was getting. And so I started going out and finding people that I could talk to. And so, so I was really passionate about a specific thing, which was my problem of not getting enough leadership development. And so I started getting that myself. And the podcast was a natural, easy solution to that, but it certainly wasn't the only solution. And it was what worked for me, not necessarily what would work for everybody else, but because of my background experiences, that was an easy place for me to step into. And I bring that up because I want principals who are listening to this, as you think about having your students register for the Conrad Challenge, you, you don't have to have all the answers. And so will you talk a little bit, Akil, about the role of your coach or mentor as you went through this process and how they helped you and things that they could and could not help you with as you were going through the process? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, And as you were talking, you reminded me that when we started the process in October um, 2009, it was kind of intimidating because we knew at some point we'd have to have a full-fledged product and a fully developed business model. And from where we were starting, which was, you know, we just knew that there was this problem that needed to be solved. That was kind of scary. So everyone starts from that spot and it can be really intimidating to get started when you know you have all this stuff ahead of you. But certainly for the principals who are trying to encourage their students to compete, it's totally okay and and actually normal to not know what the solution is going to be when you start. And that's what, what the role of the mentors and the coaches and subject matter experts and community members can do to help the students. So I'll tell you how it worked out for us. You know, we knew that we wanted to build a wave energy device, and eventually we stumbled on piezoelectric crystal technology as one uh, mechanism that we could use to generate the electricity that we sent back to shore. And we didn't know anything <laughs> about piezoelectric technology when we started. You know, we all were students who were really interested in science and, and math, but certainly none of us had a, you know, a, a BS in mechanical engineering or electrical engineering when we got started. So what we did was, you know, I went to um, a mentor of mine, uh, was my teacher in physics, who uh, obviously had a much better understanding of the mechanics behind piezo- the piezoelectric effect. We, I spoke to him and I sat in his office, you know, three or four days a week for a few weeks, learning the, the fundamental physics behind this technology. And uh, he was so helpful in allowing me to understand at least the basics behind how this technology could work so that I could move forward with the teammates and refine our designs and understand the mechanics. And certainly I won't claim that at the end of that process, I was a certified expert in piezoelectric technology, but I knew enough to become dangerous. I knew enough to have some credibility when it came to explaining how our technology would work. I can't state enough how important the role of 
coaches and, and teachers are and helping the students get to where they need to go. Yeah. So you had a mentor that you were going to, the physics professor, and then I'm sure your other teammates had other people that they were going to. But then you also have a a person who's designated as the coach of your team, who's an adult mentor that kind of helps keep you all organized. Define the responsibilities of that person and, and how they were able to assist or not assist. I mean, obviously that person wasn't a expert on piezoelectric ceramics or anything like that, right? No, you're correct. Yes. So I had another person, our team had another person, which is our our coach. Her name was Dr. Halpin. She was our chemistry professor. Um, And for the project that we were working on, uh, we knew that even though she had a lot of expertise, actually where she was most valuable for us was in keeping us accountable. She was someone we could turn to whenever we were having um, issues, either internally, just trying to sort of figure out who should do what, or when it came to thinking about you know, how we wanted to present our idea as a whole. She was someone we came to, to give us guidance on how to best frame our idea and present our product so that we'd have the best possible uh, odds at getting to the next level. And she was also just someone who was sort of provided an emotional support role too. We, we didn't really know what we were doing and we had never tried to do this before. And she encouraged us. She let us know that we were really smart and that we were making good progress. And that even though we were doing something bold, that we were totally capable of of building out this cool product and being entrepreneurs. And that was by far the most important role that she played. Ultimately, when we uh, you know, qualified to go to NASA Ames Research Center, uh, she was the one who came along with us and made sure that we were able to uh, get everything done internally at the school and to find funding at the school to be able to support our dreams of pitching our product and getting some good feedback from some of the great NASA experts and other energy experts who were at the summit with us. Yeah. You see, I just love that because she didn't have to be someone who had all the answers. She just needed to be someone to hold you accountable and provide emotional support. And really like that is the powerful role of a coach is that you hold someone accountable and you keep them going when they feel like giving up. And I'm sure you had many moments where you did feel like giving up, like you couldn't do it. Is that right? Oh, for sure. I mean, there were so many times where we thought, you know, this is, we're out of our depth here. You know, we've never done mm-hmm. something like this before. It might just be easier to go back to schoolwork. Yeah. But she reminded us of our passion. She reminded us that even though this was difficult, it was still something worth doing. And we were so much better for it. Um, we got much farther than we ever could have without her help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Beast Academy is a comprehensive math curriculum for grades two through five designed by its creators as the math curriculum we wish we had when we were kids. It teaches kids how to think critically and understand the foundational concepts behind the math calculations they're performing. Beast Academy was created by the award-winning math experts and PhDs at Art of Problem Solving, along with art director Eric Owen, whose work includes illustrating for DC Comics. Engaging comic book style illustrations keep kids coming back for more, even as they grapple with some of the most rigorous math problems available anywhere. Visit beastacademy.com to try a demo and find out how to bring this high quality curriculum to your school. So now we've talked a little bit about the Conrad Challenge and I want to talk about what happened afterward because, you know, we've all had accomplishments in our life and some of them have been amazing and some of them have been just good for us. But what has it been like for you after that? You already mentioned that you changed your whole career trajectory but what kinds of doors has participating in this Conrad Challenge opened up to you that you just don't think would have existed otherwise? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So as I teased before, Conrad awoke something in me that I had never known was inside of me. Um, I never knew before Conrad that fundamentally for the rest of my life that I would be passionate about creating things or building things. That was really my first time creating a product, creating the idea for a company that I'd ever experienced. And ever since that moment, I knew that for the rest of my life, that would be part of whatever my career was. So that's what shifted me from my focus on medicine to you know, what I currently do now, which is product management. I've been really excited about thinking about new products that can make people delighted and can solve real problems that people struggle with every single day. Conrad was the first opportunity that I had to do that. In terms of what the competition itself provided, there were so many things. I think, you know, first and foremost, Conrad was uh, an experience that uh, I spoke about in my college applications and I talked about in my college admissions process. And I was so happy to because it really captured kind of the spirit of imagination and my creativity and my passion like nothing else that I'd done in high school had. It was something that, you know, sort of pushed the boundaries of what was expected of me. And it was a project that fully captured my abilities, my talents. And it was something that I was happy and proud of to showcase as I was looking forward to applying to colleges. That was certainly one thing. But after that, I think what was really powerful was I developed a, a group of friends that were some of the most capable people uh, I think of our generation, who all also decided to participate in the challenge. I met them at Summit. They became lifelong friends. I'm still in touch with several of them today through Conrad. And they've all gone on to do some pretty incredible things. So I think between um, the experience and what that kind of meant for me applying to, to school, so on the emotional and the personal level, how it steered uh, and shaped my career, and then from the the network of other really highly talented, similarly minded individuals that I got to meet. There was so much that Conrad did to to push me forward um, in the days and the, the months and the years after the summit happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think about my own life and how I became a teacher and in an education because I really wanted to teach people. And I thought that being a school teacher was the only way that I could really do that. And I just didn't understand what was out there and what was possible. And it sounds like your story is kind of similar in that you thought you wanted to be a doctor and I'm sure you had your reasons for doing that. But then when you saw something else and got a taste of something else, it ignited something inside you that had been dormant before that time. And so it it might be scary for people to try something new that they, you know, aren't really, you know, interested in right in the moment. And but the the payoff is huge because. Now you have a totally different career trajectory and a totally different way of looking at things. And sure, you probably would have been a successful doctor and probably would have been happy with that as well. But now you have you have this thing where you are sure that that's what you want to do. There's no question about it, right? Yeah, I, I discovered my purpose. I discovered what I was meant to do. And I really, the Conrad challenge is really the reason that, that it happened. And I'm sure that there are a lot of different paths that I could have gone down to be happy, but I don't think that I would have discovered my purpose as as soon as I did if I hadn't decided to try something different. And in this case, it was submitting for a competition that challenged me to be a a change maker and a creator. And that was what set me in the direction to figure out what I was really supposed to do with the rest of my life. I, I love that. It challenged me to be a change maker, just like for a 16, 17 
I mean, the Conrad Challenge is open to kids 13 to 18. But for someone to realize that they can be a change maker at that young of an age, that really makes a huge difference. What are some of the things that you've seen from students over the years that you've been involved in paying attention to the Conrad Challenge that is is the most powerful? Maybe some stories of of kids that you've seen come through the challenge. We have some incredible students, and we're really proud to be their launch pads. The students come up with some ideas that will really shake you to your core when you think about how much talent and enthusiasm and creativity they have. Um, a couple of ideas from this year that really got me to rethink, you know, what our products are today and, and how we're addressing some really difficult problems. I live in California and we had a particularly difficult season of wildfires the last this season and also the previous summer as well. We had a group of students who came up with this um, acoustic uh, sound device that would use the power of sound waves to put out wildfires in California's forests. Uh, I mean, talk about a bold idea and talk about a new approach. Um, We had another group of students that had previously competed in the Conrad Challenge who had some experience with machine learning and object recognition uh, through image processing. They came up with a technology that you could fix to a vehicle that would detect um, anomalies in someone's uh, eyes and be able to understand whether or not that person was about to drive drunk and stop the vehicle before that person could put themselves in a situation where they could hurt themselves. I mean, again, talk about a really unique and powerful way to curb one of the most wicked problems that is, you know, facing a lot of young people in this country, which is, you know, death by drunk driving. So I think that I'm just so inspired to think about how creative these students are, how capable they are in thinking of solutions that I don't think a lot of us could think about because they're not bounded by sort of what is, uh, what is the norm. And we like to, you know, our founder, Nancy Conrad, loves to talk about how we don't champion out-of-the-box thinking at the challenge. We champion no-box thinking because these students don't know that there's a box because they've never had to face it before. And that allows them to express themselves and create things that nobody else could. Yeah, well, that, that is really awesome. So if you are interested in uh, joining the Conrad Challenge, you can go to conradchallenge.org and be part of that there. Uh, you can go see videos of previous pitches and things that kids have done on YouTube. And that's just look for Conrad Challenge. And you'll see a bunch of presentations and and pitches and really, really fascinating stuff. So much of it, Akil, is just like way above my head because I don't understand so much of the science that these kids are talking about. And it's so amazing to see them talk in depth about how it works and what they can do with it. So really cool. The last question that I ask Akil is, what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you? Sure. So my answer to that is to embrace divergent thinking. I think principals oftentimes, uh, when they interact with their students, they'll hear students have a very unusual way of thinking about things. And I think if you're a principal and you hear a student express an interest in doing something that might be off the beaten path, uh, maybe maybe encourage them to try it out and see what happens and and to b- embrace an approach to something that might not be normal because I think that's where we get a lot of our best thinking and our best ideas. And uh, I know that principals have an opportunity to play a big role in these kids' lives and a little bit of encouragement to try something different might go a long way for that student. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Akhil, thank you so much for being part of Transformative Principal today. It's been awesome talking with you and I appreciate your time. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Jethro. Thank you to our sponsor, Art of Problem Solving. Did you know that the award-winning students at competitions like International Math Olympiad and Math Counts routinely prepare by taking courses from Art of Problem Solving? Learn more about how to bring this rigorous, deeply engaging math curriculum to your school or district by visiting artofproblemsolving.com. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers' time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com slash BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E.